for the Republican leader, who has done more than maybe anyone else to politicize the Supreme Court nomination process to make these trumped-up hyperbolic charges of partisanship by Democrats. We're going to be moving forward. I'm confident we're going to win. I'm confident this, uh, he will be confirmed in the very near future. Boy, if you're a fan of jaundiced and malignant old coots, that was a good little back-to-back. Wow. So a new poll says that 6 in 10 Americans will be following the, the hearing tomorrow. We will be right here. A plurality haven't made up their minds who's telling a truth. About a third believe Ford. About a quarter believe Kavanaugh. 42% are unsure who to believe. Thank God there are 42% to my <laughs> mind that are honest enough to say, how would I know? It's unknown and unknowable. And unless something dramatic happens, that number should be the same or higher at the end of the day tomorrow. But I'd like to know what this spectacle is going to look like. Only one man knows. (laughs) Nice. David Drucker is the senior political (laughs) correspondent for the Washington Examiner and joins us now. David, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. How about those numbers? Six and ten say they will be following the committee proceeding tomorrow closely or very closely. Yeah, I mean, it might be like the O.J. verdict, where like the whole country shuts down in the middle of the day to watch the hearing. And um, as you may have, as you may know, a a third acute named accuser is now out there making claims. It's uh, it's just it's it's going to be quite a sight tomorrow. Who who is that? The Avenatti woman. Yeah, apparently she's real. And um, uh, when did this break? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about how he got catfished. In, in, in between the time that your producer called me and you put me on, okay, well, tell us, broke. tell us. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to read from a tweet from uh, Caitlin Huey Burns, who's a CBS News reporter, who I think is a good reporter, and it's it's a piggyback on a Michael Avenatti tweet, and and she wrote here, Avenatti's client Julie Swetnick says in a sworn declaration that she was a quote victim uh, of gang or train rapes, where Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh were present. Wow. And, uh, that's a heck that's of a thing right there, man. That's a heck of a thing yeah. to claim. Yeah. And and there are more quotes here. I mean, I don't want to turn into she a... Is actually a, a, accusing, a Ka- she's actually accusing Kavanaugh of being present when she was gang raped. That's a heck yeah. of a thing. CBS News is not yeah. yet going with that. Oh, they they got it on video. Wow, this could change the day, couldn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Look, I need to read more before I start telling you what I think may or may not happen. You know, the the this is talk radio. I don't know if you're familiar with the genre. I, I am with Mister Drucker. <laughs> we say all kinds of things that turn out to not be true, seeking to avoid a debacle, a poop show on the level of the Rod <laughs> Rosenstein fracas on Monday. Please, let's all take a breath and wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So look, we we have to find out what Kavanaugh has to say about this what the White House has to say about this. We have to see if it shakes Senate Republicans who, since the New Yorker article broke on Sunday, were actually more resolved. You know, the, the big news supposedly out of the second accusation, out of the... No, I see I'm confused here with accusations. The big news this morning from the USA Today was that I think Christine Ford uh, had had four corroborators, people saying that they, you know, that she told them this, but none of them were actually witnesses. Right. Uh, I don't know if that applied to Ramirez or Ford. Forgive me here, and I, I don't mean to be glib about it. No, no, no I think that's it was fine. Uh, Dr. Blasey but the, Ford. Yeah. But, 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 the, but the point is, point is because in the, between the two accusations, 
Nobody has actually come forward and said, no, I was there. I saw it. That has led a lot of Republicans to believe, and particularly Republicans, Republican voters who are committed Republican voters, that this is all scurrilous and politically motivated by the Democrats who want to do nothing more than derail any Supreme Court nominee the president would put forward. Okay. And so they had actually, in a sense, been galvanized. Now we have to see if this third accusation uh, changes any of that. Does it change the hearing at all tomorrow? Uh, does it change whether or not Ford shows up? I mean, there's so many unknowns here. So many unknowns. So I think if he ends up on the court, the story that you're going to hear for decades to come is the Republicans would not allow an FBI investigation. What is the argument for not having the FBI jump in and investigate this? You know, they did it in what a day on the Clarence Thomas thing. So I think, you know, there's a. I think it's possible there's some confusion as to what the FBI does, or maybe there's not, but people are uh, just, uh, you know, giving are you, are you about to opinion. Be, are you about to be backed over by a garbage truck? <laughs> I'm in a car in okay. Manhattan on the way to Penn I was just worried about your. I was uh. just worried about your safety. Um, look, what the FBI does is conduct background checks. They don't actually investigate sexual assault. And so people are calling for a formal FBI investigation, in other words, a law enforcement action. And what the FBI did with Clarence Thomas and what the FBI does with all Supreme Court nominees and, and, and federal government nominees to serve in the federal government or hires the federal government is conduct background checks. So I guess what you could say is the FBI should conduct a new background check based on uh, the additional information. What Republicans think is that the Democrats are trying to come up with anything they can to just delay this and push it off. And no matter how many times they satisfy their claims, their, their requests, there'll always be a new one, and they believe that they're also allowing more, what in their estimation are false accusations, to uh, proliferate. And so that's why not only is you know the hearing scheduled for Thursday, but the, Mitch McConnell has signal that he, he plans on keeping the Senate in session over the weekend so they can begin the Senate process, which involves running the clock while, um, while Kavanaugh's nomination is filibustered. It takes so many hours until you can vote to overcome the filibuster, which Republicans have the votes to do as long as they, uh, only, they only lose one. But that's why they are moving so quickly. They've decided at this point, enough already. Now, does that change? We're all going to need to learn more and see if this third accuser is is more credible in the eyes of Republicans, and particularly uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, than the first two accusers that we know about. Boy, you've, you, the fact that it's being brought forth by noted hardcore porn promoter Michael Avenatti, who happens to have a law degree, is uh, that, this does not help anybody. I mean, I don't think it's going to help the credibility of this client at the outset with the audience that you're trying to influence, right? So Democrats are going to believe her uh, either because they believe her or they, or they want to believe her. That's not to say that she shouldn't be believed. I mean, I think part of the entire Me Too movement is that it, while it's not fair to assume that somebody's guilty, it's not fair to assume that a woman that says she was sexually assaulted or raped is lying, which is, was the case for many, many years. But I think that a lot of Republicans will initially look at this and say that a, a Democrat who is campaigning already for the Democratic nomination for president, essentially, who has been to Iowa, uh, who has been to New Hampshire, um, and who has been urging Democrats to fight harder, that they weren't fighting hard enough to derail Kavanaugh, 
they're going to look at this essentially as a Democratic politician, plain lawyer, bringing forth somebody to derail Kavanaugh, which is something that they were intent on doing one way or the other. How vicious do you think the 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 the, the D senator, senators are going to be on Kavanaugh tomorrow about his sex life, his drinking history, etc.? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, they're gonna. It's going to be brutal, and I think what Kavanaugh does have a challenge. Uh, he not only has to come off as credible. I mean, I think it would help his cause if he can come off a little bit vulnerable and and sympathetic. You know, I mean, I think part of what he needs to accomplish is that not only should you believe me that these things aren't true, but these people are trying to destroy me. Look what this is doing to me, to my family. Right. Because, because you know, look at this, right? I mean, let's take, take Kavanaugh out of it. Take Kavanaugh out of this for a minute. For many people, especially in public life, but not just in public life, all you really have is your reputation at the end of the day. I mean, what matters is that people believe you. I mean, it's why identity theft is such a horrible crime, because all of a sudden credit agencies look at you as um, uh, as somebody who doesn't pay your bills and can't be trusted to loan you money. And you're busy arguing with people that you're screaming at them, what are you talking about? I always pay my bills. I've spent my whole life building up a credit history, and now you're telling me that I'm a, basically a crook. And so that's basically what, what Kavanaugh is dealing with here if he's telling the truth. And I think it's what he needs to try and communicate to not just the Senate but to the public that, look, maybe I, and, and I don't know which way, I don't know if he's going to still contend he's a choir, he was a choir boy in high school and college, but the point is, whatever you think of me and my youth, these are evil, horrible things, and to say that I have done these things is to basically, you know, destroy me, and it's not right and it's not fair, and he needs people to believe him. Right. God dang it. If, he, if he's innocent of everything, mm-hmm. and I think there's a real good chance he is, um... The idea that okay, now I'm being accused of being present of a at a gang rape, and I've kept my mouth shut about it all these years, and I'm going to continue to lie about it. I mean, that's a heck of a thing to claim. David Drucker, Washington well, Examiner, senior political correspondent on the line. Go ahead, David. I was going to say if these are, and by the way, this particular charge would lend itself to people remembering it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Comparison to the other couple of charges that could still be true, but involve fewer people. Not. I mean, not only have no corroborating eyewitnesses come forward, but the events as described, uh, possibly true, don't involve a lot of people. When you're talking about, and I was reading one of the tweets about what's being alleged. When you're talking about boys lining up to participate in this horrible act you're talking about you know more than two people or three people that could possibly have a recollection of this right well and as always we have more questions than answers because the pt barnum-esque porn promoter avenatti is not unleashing all the facts and the story he's teasing it out to uh you know get more tv appearances and more yeah, fame and the rest of it doesn't make him look more believable well right but if this is if there's anything to this allegation there are quite a few uh perhaps teenage underage juvenile offenders but uh, rapists out there if indeed it was rape and you know we yeah, don't know no, that's true it it would it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be Kavanaugh it would be implicated and it would be 
everybody who just looked on and let it happen. Well, right. And, and listen, uh, those who looked on and let it happen have a certain degree of culpability. But let's start with the rapists and go from there. And so and Avenatti has tweeted out a half hour ago. Here's a picture of my client. She's courageous, brave and honest. We ask that her privacy and that of her family be respected. OK, but the problem is here is we can't honor her privacy because the first thing you got to do is look at her. And figure out, is this person telling the truth or a crackpot? And the only way you can do that is kind of look at her life history. Right. I, I, that so, that so. sucks for her. If she's a victim of a gang rape, she shouldn't have anything else bad happen to her. On the other hand, I don't know how you see you come to any conclusion without looking at her life. Well, no, look, and this is part of a pattern of how these accusations have been rolled out. And I, I don't know if it's proper or not, because I, I couldn't imagine what it's like to have gone through something like that and all of a sudden talk about it to the entire world. But it's one of the reasons, you know, that Republicans are suspicious is because you have uh, the, an entire hearing process from the time he was nominated until, you know, two weeks ago. Nobody says anything, even though this is very much in the news. Well, now and, and sorry to jump in, but my wife pointed out last night that, but Joe, weren't there months between the nomination and even the hearings starting? And I said, yeah, there, there were, were, it was there many were weeks. Months. And, and, and look, from the very beginning... Brett Kavanaugh positioned himself uh, politically uh, because there is so much politics involved in getting confirmed to the court as a champion of women, as his mother, the judge, right, right. His role model, the girls up there, yeah. basketball team. Um, so, you know, it's not like this wasn't out there. And so some Republicans are saying, well, if you're going to put yourself out there, but then say you don't really want to talk anymore about it, what are we supposed to do about that? And is it fair to destroy a man's life and, uh, halt a confirmation when you're not willing to talk about the accusation to explain to us how it's true and why we should not support uh, this individual. Holy well, and, and people, I think, particularly, you know, the common folk uh, want to reduce this to is it fair to her? Is it fair to him? Is it fair to the other one? Uh, my tendency is to look at it in more a more systemic way. Is this the sort of thing we, the people, ought to be considering seriously as we're trying to make rather a serious decision about the future of our highest court? Are, and, and I'm going to try to be fair here, um, are decades-old, very difficult to substantiate allegations um that are that are disputed by others, including some alleged witnesses, are they evidence enough to really alter our decision-making process? I think that's a more interesting decision than are we being mean to somebody. But yeah. and, I, and I think that's something that's always considered, and usually there's a partisan aspect to it. You know, look, look if you if I if, if the roles were reversed, you know, I, it's probable that both sides would be doing the same thing but just in reverse yep and that's right i don't think and i don't think we can say that decades-old allegations should be discounted it depends on whether or not there are witnesses it depends on whether or not uh the the person in question equivocates a little bit or are they adamant that it's all false that's what kavanaugh's done clearly he hasn't tried to explain it as a youthful indiscretion he hasn't tried to say that people are misremembering or misconstruing or that it it, it, it it may have been interpreted by her this way, but that's not what I thought I was doing. I mean, he has categorically right. just denied everything. So somebody's misremembering or lying or something. And I, I think that it's, I don't think he deserves the presumption of fitness for the court. That's what the whole confirmation process is about. I do think that 
um, there's an argument to the idea that he pres- uh, deserves a presumption of innocence of a horrible crime. Mm. The Senate, though, could decide, look, it, it's, it would be perfectly reasonable for the Senate to say there are simply too many questions surrounding you to conf- to put you on the court. Politically, it's not tenable. But, but then it may where not are be we, fair, but, but we're going to cut that, I, I understand that. That's but reasonable. Then, yeah. But then where are we for the next nomination on either side of the aisle? How 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 do you keep from the D's or the R's from stopping the other side from ever getting anybody on? All you got to do is come up with enough questions, and then you get to make the argument you just made. There's just so many questions about this woman right. or man that right. we might as well move on to someone else. Yeah. I don't see how we'll ever get anybody through ever again. David Drucker. Well, that's... That's a dilemma. Of the Washington Examiner. David, great to talk to you. Thanks very much. Anytime, guys. All right. Thank yeah, you, you got it. Um, this this Kavanaugh <laughs> thing. I mean, here's a woman. Her picture's out there. Her picture's out there. To claim that Kavanaugh was present at your gang rape, there's only a couple of options. You're either a cynical activist of the nth degree. Right. I mean, you're willing to put your face and name out there purely made this completely up. Or it happened... And Kavanaugh wasn't there, but you think he was, or you're, or it happened. He's you said. mentally unstable, being crazy, is a, or yeah, mentally unstable. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's and, an option too. So there are really four options. Yeah, yeah, three of them terrible. Well, they're all terrible. They're actually. all terrible. <laughs> they're all terrible. Yeah, boy. Oh boy only oh one boy. of them. Only one of those four should keep him off the court. But um, I mean, wow, it's hard to imagine anybody. Well, people make up stuff all the time that I'm amazed at. Right. Well, yeah, we how, and listen, we totally get a woman may be sexually assaulted, uh, molested, raped, etc. And decide not to come forward for various reasons. Oh, yeah. Unlike the president, we get that. No, completely. Yeah. On the other hand, the presumption of guilt is an incredibly dangerous thing to engage in because it is impossible to prove a negative. If you are on trial, the government charges you, and you get 12 jurors out of 12 saying, no, we can't convict this guy, that is not a declaration of innocence. That's merely a declaration that they didn't prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. Innocence is virtually impossible to prove. Unless you have a rock-solid alibi, uh, you know, substantiated by a huge crowd of people. That might be good. Now he's been accused of participating in gang rapes. Right. Which is a heck of a thing. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So this woman that is now out there, thanks to Michael Avenatti, which I can't believe I'm even saying out loud, but I'm reading through her uh, her, her printed statement that Avenatti has passed along. She goes through when she met Brett Kavanaugh and uh, and Judge, his friend, and and all the parties they attended together and what they were like at parties, and I haven't even gotten to the gang rape part yet, but there's a lot of detail. She also talks about her background. She's had security clearances at various levels in the government. Um this is, yeah, okay. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we're going to have more on the third accuser. The third accuser aiming at Kavanaugh. We'll have that coming up. Yeah, this is going to make a splash. Details on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gambling problem?
boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This thing has just gotten so much uglier. Uh, the, the the number two woman, Ramirez, I think she's she's done. I mean, that one is... I was drunk. I barely remember. I'm not even sure it was him, blah, blah, blah. Right. This third woman <laughs> yeah. that has Avenatti as a representative, which doesn't Oof. help her any, yeah. has a lot of detail over a fairly long period of time and a lot more specifics than other people have had. She went to a lot of parties, ran in these social circles. And she has a lot to say. Claimed that they regularly got gals drunk and or drugged up to try to uh, have sex with them without their uh, willing consent. And it's, you know, sober consent. And at some point it was her. Yeah, exactly. And she at one point became the victim of that, believing she'd been drugged with uh, quaaludes or something like that. Bill Cosby's fave. Um, And she's laying it out all out there on the line. She's got her name, her face. Well, right. Yes. And swears on the on on the whatever she says there at the end. I swear on the threat of perjury that this is all true. One curious part of this to me is that she says um, Brett Kavanaugh, Mark Judge, and others a lot, and says there are others who can specifically uh, corroborate blah blah. But she doesn't name any of them in the affidavit. It's just the guys who've been in the news already. That Maybe she because names. Judge is already out there. I don't know. I don't know. But it is. this is a bigger deal than the second accuser. That New Yorker story is nothing compared to this one. Doesn't mean this one's true. But it is. Um, okay, well, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, as you've been mentioning, another accuser's uh, surfaced. Lawyer Michael Avenatti today identifying the accuser. Supreme Court uh, pick Brett Kavanaugh as Washington resident Julie Svetnick. Svetnick, in an affidavit posted online by Avenatti, claims Kavanaugh is a high school student in the early 1980s with others, spiked the drinks of girls at house parties with grain alcohol and or drugs to cause the girls to lose their inhibitions and their ability to say no. Svetnick said... It was usually a girl that was especially vulnerable because she was either alone at the party or shy. I witnessed this effort uh, numerous times. Yeah. Svetnick saying these efforts by Kavanaugh and his buddy Mark Judge were done so the girls could then be gang-raped in a side room or bedroom by a train of numerous boys. I have a firm recollection, she says, of seeing boys lined up outside rooms at many of these parties waiting for their turn with a girl inside the room. Those boys included Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh. Avenatti going on to say, quote, We are demanding an immediate FBI investigation into the allegations. Under no circumstances should Brett Kavanaugh be confirmed absent a full and complete investigation. How did this woman come to the attention of hardcore porn promoter Avenatti? Or did he reach or did she reach out to him, which would have been a mistake? Well, right. Why did she reach out to him and not Dianne Feinstein, not her Democrat senator? I don't know. That's a very good question. Not law enforcement. Right. As I said yesterday, there have been a number of cases like that doesn't prove anything, but it's odd. When I see Gloria Allred, I automatically think fraud. But she has had a number of cases that were absolutely straight up true over the years. Including the Cosby thing. Including the Cosby thing, where women, I think unwisely but, you know, they, you don't need to be a, a media expert as a rape victim. You just know that here's someone who represents people in these sorts of things. Right. And you reach out to them. I, it, you know, it doesn't help her story. And, but she says, I'm aware of other witnesses that can... And my phone goes dark. I'm aware of other witnesses that can corroborate this. I don't know if she's going to name them or hope they come forward or whatever. And then she says, I swear by penalty of perjury that this is all true. Right. And she leads up to it with a long, I met them in here, all the number of right. parties. I saw this, I saw that. I, saw. I mean, it, it's a believable sounding thing. 
It's it's not immediately by any means. Here's a crackpot, right? Like the second accuser like the second was just accuser. super flimsy. I wouldn't say she's a crackpot, but it immediately became clear. You just you have no idea what happened. Now er, earlier, by the way, there were reports she was a federal mint employee and had background checks. She done. said she says at the beginning, yeah. the, the first paragraph, or in the, like her resume, right? She lists the various security clearances and background checks she's had, and you know, right. professional sounding jobs to help her credibility. I guess. <laughs> Right, I'm not sure that's relevant, but I mean, she's not like a crackhead. It proves well, she's right. not a, a a crackhead or a criminal. Well, right. If she was, you know, yeah, I'm a I'm a stripper who's been convicted of fraud four times. Right, is different than this. Sure, sure. Switching gears entirely, we've got a new most popular season to get married in. These days, that season is. The fall. Mm. According to Wedding Wire, more couples are getting married or after Labor Day and before the holidays. Couples are apparently, they say, going for a color scheme that only fall provides. Not to mention cooler weather. And actually, they should go on to mention it's a lot cheaper to get married in oh, the fall. Oh, there it is. Right. Yeah. And that's the reason. Yeah. yeah, clearly. Yeah, 10 years ago, the most popular wedding months were June, July, and May. And now the most popular wedding months are October, September, and June. I don't know the origin of the June wedding tradition. Judy and I got married in June yeah. for various probably, reasons. Yeah, it probably has something to do with harvest or something. Right. Uh, I was going to say it almost surely is something incredibly old-timey yeah. or, or druid or something that has nothing to do with nothing. But as a guy who's been married and been to a handful of weddings, and I'm actually going to officiate one this weekend, ah. um, why do it when it's 100 degrees? Exactly. You know, let's wait till October, late September, you know, where that suit doesn't make you wish you were dead. Got to admit, I'm having trouble paying attention to this uh, little story as I'm going over this Avenatti stuff. Right. This is a bombshell. Right. This is a freaking bombshell. It is... Uh, Except for the whole train gang rape thing, it sounds like a description of the party culture of the 80s to me. Um, one that is quite familiar to me, but, but without the super sick stuff. But he made the blanket statement, and I thought at the time, I, dude, have you thought this through? Of course, you're, you're a lawyer about to be on the Supreme Court. I assume you have. But he made some pretty strong claims about not being part of the 80s party culture. Right. And now there are quite a few people that, that would, would suggest that he was a part of the party culture at a fairly high degree, mm. even if he didn't participate in the sex stuff. And so if you make a claim that I didn't, you know, I didn't need, I didn't do any of this sort of stuff. Um, but he are, you got to be careful, though, because he has admitted to drinking to excess. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure what you're refuting. Okay, well, I went through those yesterday. I'll go through them again okay. if you want to. And, uh, and you know, I don't, I don't know why he made those strong claims, because I, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's going to hold up. We'll see. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Now, Avenatti apparently is on The View right now. He was asked specifically, did Kavanaugh... I know. Avenatti is on The View? Joe's shaking his head, and I don't blame him, (sighs) because I'm about to take something seriously that is from Stormy Daniels' lawyer said on The View regarding whether or not someone gets on the Supreme Court. But um, they ask... Avenatti, so is she saying that Kavanaugh participated in the gang rape and he dodged that question? I don't think she's saying that. She's saying he was there. Right. I think being there might be enough to keep you off the Supreme Court, though. I would agree. I don't think he had to participate. That is believed. That could be plenty. You know, a positive Sean has made to me an overly simplistic and 
non-persuasive argument that find a guy who's brilliant who hasn't, you know, done this stuff or been suspected of right. it. Um, I think we're at the point maybe this much stuff that we, we are looking at that. If he, was at, if he was at parties where gang rapes were occurring, then yeah, probably find a guy who wasn't at parties where gang rapes occurred. Probably. Oh, boy. When we come back, Joe will tell us how likely he thinks it is that the hearing will happen tomorrow and how likely it is that Kavanaugh ends up on the Supreme Court. All right, then. Because <laughs> Joe predicts these things. I'm making the odds. I'll give you your lock of the week. Okay, text line 415-295-KFTC. Where are you now on this? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Depends on what the definition of is is, you know, how, 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 how much drinking is crazy, wild drinking, how much of it is perfectly normal drinking. Kavanaugh described his younger self as a churchgoer who indulged in some beer drinking, but never to the point of blacking out. At one point after he acknowledged that people do things in high school that later cause them to regret or cringe. Okay, yes. that's an admission. Yes. Uh, were there times that perhaps you drank too much? Was there ever a time you drank so much you couldn't remember what happened the night before? No, that never happened, Kavanaugh said. Well, she asked again, you never said to anyone, I don't remember anything about last night. No, that did not happen, Kavanaugh. That which caused somebody, and this is from the Mercury News yesterday, um, somebody that hang, hung out with him in, in uh, when he was younger. Kavanaugh classmates provoked by his Fox Choir Boy interview. Um, uh, here's someone who said described herself as a friend of Kavanaugh, said she was shocked that in an interview... He denied drinking to the point of blacking out. Brett was a sloppy drunk, and I know this because I drank with him. I watched him drink more than a lot of people. He would slur his words, stumble around. There's no medical way I can say he was blacking out, but it's not credible for him to say he has no memory lapses in the nights he drank. She doesn't know that either. Well, no, because, yeah, some people drink a little and remember nothing. Some people drink a lot and remember everything. Yeah. I mean, that's a lawyerly answer. There are a fair number of people describing him as someone who... (laughs) Would get crazy hammered, stumble around drunk. Got after it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Which although, I did, too, and I guarantee you I participated in no grand rapes, and they didn't happen at the parties I was at. Right. I, I mean, certainly I, not to, to your awareness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, this is all a swirling uh, mess of ugly. I mean, because I, I don't think the presumption that things you do as a drunk 17-year-old should hang over you the rest of your life, in fact... It's a well-known and, and proud liberal policy that that's not true. Yeah, you, you can't hammer youthful offenders and that you have to forgive them and let them get on with their lives. I, uh, gang rape is, uh, no, or being tolerant no, of it. I mean, no. the morality of it as a wasted 17-year-old, your your moral compass not yet developed, your impulse control is not yet developed, eh, it's, it's still very, very ugly. But oh. as a political reality, there's just no question. It's just, no. it's radioactivity. So, if, you know, if this stuff is to be believed, and if the, you're, yeah. go ahead. If you're just tuning in, there's a woman that's come forward with a fairly detailed explanation of what the party culture was like. With Michael Avenatti as her guide. Yeah. The, the porn promoter. Which is a strike against her. Um, uh, 
and uh, she describes that that she, that she says Kavanaugh and and Judge ran around regularly and uh, were drugging and trying to get women drunk so they could be gang rape them or participate in it one one or at f- least that they were at parties that that sort right. of thing one question that this woman is going to be hit with if she's ever questioned at all is so you knew these guys would try to drug women and gang rape them and you still went to parties where they hung out uh, you know uh, i could go back to the bad judgment of high schoolers uh, that's really really bad judgment those are wild that she went parties. to that over and over and you over went again. to a party where that happened and then continued to go to parties with the same crowd and that happened again yeah regularly she says she attended 10 house parties i think she says in that first paragraph it doesn't again that's just odd just as she says at least 10 with judge and kavanaugh she went to many parties at least 10 with those two yeah. wow she was a partier. I, I would tell my daughter, it, it, it just, you know, doesn't doesn't mean this didn't happen, but I would tell a friend, daughter, anyone, if, if you know a couple of guys who drug women and participate in gang rapes, don't go to parties where they're at anymore. Um, I'm, I'm reading through the allegations. A lot of them are pretty dumb and weak, honestly. Um, just, you know, uh, drunk high school boys grinding against girls. Well, I think you uh, should read it the way it's written, because I think it okay. makes it sound believable. I think it's written in a believable way, which maybe she had, you know, help in doing that. All right, so she talks um, she talks about her, her job history, etc. I first met Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh in approximately 1980 to 81. I was introduced to them in a house party in the D.C. area. I observed Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh as extremely close friends during the early 80s when I knew them and interacted with them. I would describe them as joined at the hip. I consistently saw them together in many social settings. There's no question in my mind that Mark Judge has significant information concerning the conduct of Brett Kavanaugh during the 80s, especially as it relates to his actions toward women. I would jump in there is I don't think any of us want to be, would would, would like to be judged by some of the people we hung around yes. when we were younger. I think this judge yes. guy... I don't know where he's going to end up in this whole story, but I think Kavanaugh was hanging around a really wild guy who's written a book about how wild and out of control he was and has since quit drinking. Right. Uh, she talks about the hard partying culture of the time. Uh, on numerous occasions at these parties, I witnessed Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh drink excessively and engage in highly inappropriate conduct, including being overly aggressive with girls and not taking no for an answer. This conduct included the fondling and grabbing of girls without their consent. Uh, I observed Brett Kavanaugh drink excessively at many of these parties and engage in abusive and physically aggressive behavior toward girls, including pressing girls against him without their consent, grinding against girls, and attempting to remove or shift girls' clothing to expose private body parts. I likewise observed him to be verbally abusive toward girls by making crude sexual comments to them that were designed to demean, humiliate, and embarrass them. God, here's, um, here's that's, well, that's here, let me throw this in because I think this would be hard to know people's motives, but yeah. Um, this is in the almost the same time period. In high school, there was this guy. I almost gave his name. That would have been a terrible thing to do. There was this guy. He'd regularly go by. If a girl bent over for any reason. Yes. He would come up behind him, put his groinal area up against her buttocks area. The oh genitals my. of both the male and female are in that vicinity. Good Lord. He would come up behind him and go like this and say, lucky. And everybody would laugh. Wow. Yep. And, uh... I think by, well, as my grown-up standards and by most standards today, you would think that is not okay. No. That is not cool. It's that not funny. sort of thing happened in my high school, too, routine, routinely. Um, yeah. But, you know, they might have been doing that at the party, and everybody might have been laughing. 
I also witnessed Brett Kavanaugh behave as a, quote, mean drunk on many occasions at these parties. Um, and there's more of that. Um, uh, that, that uh, the claim of sexual innocence during his high school years is a l- absolutely false and a lie. I witnessed Brett Kavanaugh consistently engage in excessive drinking and inappropriate conduct of a sexual nature with women during the early 80s. Well, he, he denied having intercourse. That's pretty interesting, though, that it just... Most people I know who were committed to or whether voluntarily or involuntarily to celibacy weren't that sexually aggressive. Right. They tend to kind of go together. Your your mm. your confidence in doing various stuff. Yeah, seems I to me. Uh what do we have? One minute? We're not gonna get through this. Um During the years nineteen eighty one, eighty two, I became aware of efforts by Mark Judge, Brick Kavanaugh, and others to spike the punch at house parties I attended with drugs and or grain alcohol so as to cause girls to lose their inhibitions and ability to say no. Uh, this caused me, uh, well, getting people drunk to have sex is not exactly new, but uh, this caused me to make an effort to purposely avoid the punch at these parties. I witnessed efforts. Uh, they would target girls. I also um, witnessed efforts by Mark Judge, Brett Kavanaugh, and others to cause girls to become inebriated and disoriented so they could then be, quote, gang-raped in a side room or bedroom by a, quote, train of numerous boys. That's a heck of a thing to say. Yep. He's going to have to respond to this. No doubt about that. Oof. Oh, my God. Ugly times. I thought it was as ugly as it's going to get. Nope. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.